Uh, I'm curious, Walter, Joe, was the sound of the motorcycle in the video or was it outside? You sure? Because that sounded like Indonesia to me. Isn't that cool to have one of our sowers read the scripture for us this morning? That's one of the missionaries that you support with your tithes and offerings. What a blessing. We are in the series about the parable of the soils. Um, Normally, this is called the parable of the sower. But really, when you read the parable, when you listen to Chase read it, you see that it's more about the soil than it is about the sower. We know from the Lord's explanation that the seed is the Word of God. The sower may be Christ Himself. It may be me as I'm preaching a sermon. It may be you as you are witnessing to others and sharing your own faith, your own testimony. But the parable is really about those who receive the word or don't. It's about the soil. And I want to speak to you this morning about the soil of the path from Matthew chapter 13. Now, if you've got a worship guide and you're filling in the the blanks in the worship guide have been scolded again for moving too fast, sometimes through the slides, so that you can fill in the blanks. But I want you to get those points. The, the problem with the soil on the path, first of all, is a problem of the hard heart. The soil on the path, the problem of the hard heart. The heart that is hard so that the seed cannot sink into the soil and cannot germinate and cannot produce at all. There is no life from the seed and there is no fruit from the seed because of the packed soil of the path. Now that soil may be packed and hard, first of all, by nature. It, it may be packed and hard by nature because of just the personality of the individual. Um, we have, some of us, have strong-willed children. Uh, some of us, like me, have married a strong-willed child. Uh, but, you know, some people just seem to be hard from the very beginning, from birth. Their personality is a personality of being hard. Uh, they may be hard because of their upbringing. Maybe because the parents are not Christian and there is no faith and there is no practice of faith. You realize, parents, I hope, that you largely determine the hearability, the openness, and the softness of your children to God and His Word by your faith and practice or by your lack of it. That serves as a warning to us. Do you want your children to make it to heaven? Do you want your children to have faith in God? Do you want your children to receive the Word of God and the gift of eternal life? You largely determine that by how you raise them. That's more than just raising them in church. That is living faith in front of them. 
if church and the Lord and the Word of God mean nothing to you, you are probably destining your children to the same fate as yours. I cannot express how important it is to make sure that your children's hearts are not hard, but are soft to the movement of the Spirit of God and the seed of the Word of God. It may be that their heart is hardened by sin, that because of the sin by which they live, because of worldliness, because of selfishness, because of pride, they are not open to the Word of God. Their hearts are hard. The Bible says, and this is the judgment, the light has come into the world and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come to the light lest his work should be exposed. Sin and a life of sin constantly lived Living in constant rebellion against God hardens your heart. Every time you are convicted by the Holy Spirit to do what's right, to do good, and you resist that conviction, you are hardening your heart against the movement of the Spirit of God and against the reception of the Word of God. Be careful that your heart is not hardened by sin. It may be that it is a heart that is hardened. I have no... It's going to be hard for them to fill in the blanks without any slides at all. Sorry about that. It, it may be that your hard, heart is hardened by being trampled upon. That's the next... If I see Shelley writing, I know that somebody's getting it anyway. And I can wait till she finishes writing before I move on. Your heart is hardened by being trampled upon. Uh, it, it may be that that is because of hardship and abuse. Because you've lived a hard life. Because others have been abusive of you. But because of the difficult upbringing that you've had. It may be that somebody has trampled on your heart and made it hard. But understand, it, it may be that because you have heard the Word of God time and time and time again, and every time you've heard it, you have resisted the Word of God. Do you understand that what you have done is you have hardened your heart against the Word of God by resisting the Word of God? You have trampled upon the sermon. By the way, I may not be the best preacher in the world, and one of my fears of encouraging people to constantly do church so-called at home, there is no such thing, by the way. One of my fears in encouraging you to do only live stream I've said to you very openly, if I had a choice between me and David Jeremiah, I would watch David Jeremiah. 
I'm, I'm not David Jeremiah. I'm not Chuck Swindoll. I, I'm not any of those preachers. But be careful about going home. Because when you do that, you are trampling upon the sermon and trampling upon the Word of God and you're hardening your heart and the heart of the hearer to that criticism. Be careful about trampling on the Word of God. The Bible says, and now I've lost it. Thanks, Walter. I can't read my tiny little notes. I have to have, the, I have, to have my monitor somewhere. Um, the Bible says, in, Do not harden your heart in the day of visitation. Today, thank you. If you will hear His voice, do not harden your heart. That is both Psalm 95.7 and it is repeated, it is quoted again in the book of Hebrews. Don't harden your heart against God. It's not just a problem of a hard heart. It is a problem of a hard head. Oh, thank you. See why I need... You cannot penetrate. There's a lesson here for the sower. You cannot penetrate hard hearts. But listen, God can. God can. Just keep on sowing and let God bring the increase. Let God bring the harvest. Next slide. If it's not just a hard heart that is the problem, it is the problem of a hard head. A hard head. Now listen, let me make clear. I'm not talking about, because the verse says, Walter, when anyone hears the word back, when everyone hears the word of the kingdom, is my clicker not working? Okay, it stops at some point, so we're back together again. Thank you. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it. Now listen, I want to make clear, I'm not talking about little children who have not come to an age of accountability, who have not come to a point of understanding. We're not talking about them being hard-headed. Neither am I talking about those who are challenged in their understanding and may never for their entire lifetime understand the Word of God. I'm not being critical of them and calling them hard-headed. That's not who we're talking about at all. Instead, we're talking about people who intellectually, who just never seem to allow the Word of God to enter their mind. Now, some people are hard-headed because they've never heard the Word of God. Or even if they've heard the Word of God or they've heard of Jesus, they did not grow up in church. Now, I've already said to you that if you're not raising your children in church, you're putting them against the odds of ever being saved. You need to understand that. But there are some people who are in countries, they're in places where they've never heard the Word of God. And Carol, at that point, they really don't have a form of reference, a frame of reference, to understand what's being said to them. The first time it's said, done, it's like a foreign language. They do not have a frame of reference. By the way, when you start trying to lead someone to the Lord, you better find out where they are 
in their understanding. Peter, they may not know anything at all, and you have to lay the groundwork if you're going to share your faith with them. They, their hearts are, are, or their heads are hard, lacking understanding, because they've never heard. They just don't have the background. There are others who simply refuse to understand. They will not allow that are pridefully intellectual. That is, they will not allow the thoughts to enter because they are too wise and too smart. It worries me when I meet someone who knows everything, or they at least know more than anyone. They're always trying to straighten us out because we're not doing things right, or we don't understand, or they criticize what we teach because they are so highly intellectual. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. The Bible says very clearly that the preaching of the cross is foolishness to them. And the danger of that is because they refuse to allow that to enter their minds, they will never come to faith in Christ. The Bible tells us, break up your fallow ground, for it is the time to seek the Lord. Let me challenge you. If your heart is hard, and if your head is hard, allow on this day and in this moment the Spirit of God to come in and to convict you of your condition, that you are lost and that you need a Savior and that your only hope is to receive the implanted Word of God, the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Some people, their minds, Mike, I, I like the saying, their, their minds are like concrete, thoroughly mixed and firmly set. Don't be a hard head. Don't be a hard-hearted individual, and don't be a hard head. By the way, there is another lesson for the sower. That is, I already said, uh, I don't know whose name I called. I've forgotten. I call yours, Gail. I said, if you're going to share your faith, you've got to know where they are. You have to know your audience. You can't begin with the invitation. You have to begin at the beginning and explain. It depends on where they are. You must know your audience this is a challenge to me. You have to make your message just as plain as you possibly can. I'm constantly asking people when I've taught a lesson or when I've preached, did I communicate? Because sometimes, Alice, I know what I wanted to say, and you know what you thought you heard me say, but I'm not sure you understand that what you heard me say is not what I meant. It's important to be able to communicate, know your audience, and make sure your message is plain and understandable. I said the problem of the path and the, and the path soil is one of a hard heart. And it's also a problem, Don, of a hard head. But listen, let's be sure we understand it's also the problem of a hellish enemy. The Bible says that 
When the sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path. And get this, and the birds came and devoured them. The birds came and devoured them. Or that, that means to me that Satan, who is the birds, that's who that represents, Satan comes immediately. As soon, Delane, as the seed hit the path, the birds are already there. The, the sower is walking around scattering, Jonathan, the, sowing the seed, and the birds of the air are immediately following because the seed can't get into the soil. It's on top of the packed earth. The birds are coming along and are eating, taking away immediately the seed when it comes on the ground. By the way, the fact that there are multiple birds, it does not say a bird, it says birds. And that means to me that Satan has plenty of help. Satan has plenty of help. Sometimes it's his squadron of demons and they are myriad. Just make sure you're not one of the birds. I've already talked about the danger of criticism. I've heard all my life about people going home and having the preacher for lunch. <laughs> Pam, that used to mean that you take the preacher home with you. People don't do that anymore. But when I grew up, Kelly, that's, people did that. You would take the preacher home with you for lunch. But having the preacher for lunch is not what that means. Not anymore. It means that you went home and you criticized the church building. You criticized the staff. You criticized the music. You criticized the preacher. You criticized the sermon. You criticized everyone. And you're a bird of the air eating up the seed. Some lost person is listening to you and you just snatched up the seed. Satan comes immediately and he has plenty of help. Not only that, but Satan, <clears throat> when he comes, he snatches the seed away. That, Cheryl, that, that term is powerful to me at that point. Because it doesn't just say snatches the seed, he snatches it away. When, see, if you join Satan, what Satan does when the Word is preached, he just takes it away as if it was never ever said. It was never even preached. It's gone. It didn't enter your mind. It didn't enter your heart. Satan snatched it away. Can I step out of this thing about the lost and the people who are never saved for a minute? If you're not careful, you will be the hard-hearted one because you got mad about something in church and you never forgave. We spent a lot of time talking about forgiveness, healing, and unity. Are you there yet? Are you there yet? Listen, if you're living in the past and you're still carrying hurt feelings from things of months ago, you're trampling on the Word of God. You're hardening your heart. And Satan is snatching away what you need to be hearing. When a sermon is preached that hits you. You know, 
when I preach something you don't like, and I'll be honest with you, I appreciate that every single member that I saw stood when I asked you to stand against racism and injustice and injustice. I, I, that meant a lot. But you realize I came into this meeting not knowing how you would respond. Hating the thought that anyone would not agree with my tears and with my emotions and with what I said. But you never know when you stand in front of a crowd. And there's going to be times when I preach something you don't like. Would you at least consider it? Would you at least think about what I've said? Don't allow Satan, even though you're saved, you still need to hear the preaching of the Word of God and don't let Satan snatch it away so that you do not hear it and you do not get the point. Don't give Satan that privilege. Don't give him the victory. He will snatch it away and it is as if it was never preached. The evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart so that the seed never enters the heart. The result of Satan coming, the birds of the air, and taking the seed away is that there is no faith and there is no salvation. Tim, we're going to talk about other kinds of soil. In all the other three kinds of soil, there is faith and there is salvation. In two of the three, there's no fruit in the long run, but there is at least salvation. Tony, in this one, there's no faith. The, the seed never penetrates. It never has effect. They never repent. They never hear. They never repent. And they're never saved because of their hard heart because of their hard head, and because of the hellish enemy, Satan himself. There is no faith, and there is therefore no salvation. Because the Bible says, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. If you refuse to hear it, if you refuse to receive it, there is no faith. And if there is no faith, there is no salvation. I remember growing up, revival preachers would come, Jay, and they would preach Jeremiah 8.20. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Now Terry, that, back when you and I were growing up, that was in those days you could only get saved at the summer revival. Maybe not in Arkansas, but in Alabama, Alice, you could only get saved during the summer revival. No, I don't think anybody ever got saved any other time. You did? Amen. Praise God. <laughs> Me too. But at the summer revival, people would, the preacher would come and he would preach that verse and it was, it was like, oh, the harvest is past. The summer is ended, and we are not saved. Pam, what a terrible, terrible cry. That is so sad from the book of Jeremiah. Listen, don't miss salvation. 
How shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? If you allow the devil to come and take it away, hard-hearted, hard-headed, hellish enemy, don't miss salvation. Instead, let the Word of God do its work in you. See, we need to understand we're engaged in a spiritual battle. This is not the gospel wand in the vacuum. This is a spiritual battle. The devil is anxious, ready, marching around like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. He's a roaring lion, but is he he's also a sneaky bird because he'll come in and steal the seed away. Benjamin, this is a spiritual battle. This is spiritual warfare. And you fight this battle on your knees before God. I have prayed for this day. I have prayed for this message. And I have prayed for you. Will you hear the Word of God? And will you obey the Word? Allow the seed to have its fruit. Allow the Spirit to move. Bow your knee. Break your heart. And confess before God your sins so that you may be washed clean and receive the gift of everlasting life.